Hello and welcome to From Impossible to Inevitable. I am your host, Megan Bauer. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for pushing play and for your love and your support. I truly appreciate all of it. In case you're new to the podcast and you're listening on a podcast platform, you can watch this episode and all the episodes on YouTube. There's always a link in the show notes should you desire to watch me speak. <laughs> um, today, I have three short, three short stories I want to share with you, and then I want you to take this and use them as metaphors in your own life. Um, the idea here is that sometimes we have beliefs that limit us and um, and kind of guide our choices. Um, however, we never actually investigate the truth or the validity of these beliefs. And then when we actually come to the truth of it, we're like, wait a minute. What? I've been living my life with this belief and it's not even true. So I'm going to give you three um, rather benign stories. And I want you to look for the areas in your life that these might apply to you. Okay. The first is a fairly recent experience. Well, yes. It's a fairly recent experience, which spurred this whole idea for the podcast. And then, um, of course, other situations in my life have come up to me since I've been thinking about it. And um, it's something that I've shared before on Instagram. So if you've been following me for a long time, well, this particular instance isn't something I've shared before, but other ones. Anyways, we're getting muddy here. I apologize. We're going to move forward. Okay. So I was recently talking to my chiropractor and we were talking um, about like alignment and things like that. It's my chiropractor, right? And he asked me if I liked to walk on the grass barefoot. And I was like, no, I'm never barefoot. I got a lot of warts as a child on the bottom of my feet and Someone, I don't know if it was the dermatologist or my dad, or I don't know who said it, but someone told me that the warts that I got on the bottom of my feet, which were very painful to remove, were because I was walking around barefoot, especially barefoot outside. And I was told that that was why. So as a kid, forever in my mind, it was linked. You walk barefoot outside, you get warts on the bottom of your feet. And they are so painful to remove. And so when we had kids, I mean, so like from there, I never walked barefoot outside. So when we had kids, I was like, our kids are never going to be barefoot outside. Never. And from the moment they had shoes that could fit their little tiny feet, even though they weren't walking, they were wearing shoes every time we went outside. Um, and that's just, that's just kind of been a rule. You want to go outside, put shoes on. Um, and so I was talking to this chiropractor and I told him that story and he goes, you know, that's not actually how that works. Right. And I was like, no, no, I don't know that. 
someone told me that that was fact, like universal law. And he's like, no, it could have been the area you lived in. It could have been, you know, like the bacteria on whatever surfaces, like there are a million different variables that could have contributed to the warts on the bottom of your feet. Not necessarily because you walked outside barefoot. So here I am, an adult. I now, I do not walk barefoot outside. I don't feel grass under my feet, you know. Of course, if I'm at the beach, that's a big exception. But um, but I have limited, in a very benign way, my life because I have believed this that is not necessarily true. And I've passed those beliefs down to our daughters who don't walk barefoot outside either. Very interesting, right? I never investigated it. I never looked into it. I never even considered that that might not be true. That's the point. I never considered that it might not be true. Now, here's a story that I've told on Instagram before. And it's a really good one about something that you believe to be true without investigating it. When we moved into this house shortly after, I don't know, maybe six months or something, something, our garage door stopped. Um, it didn't stop working because it wasn't broken, but like there was something wrong with the electricity that you had to hit the breaker, the little button on the, <laughs> I am not, I am not an electrician. Okay. The little button on the outlets, you know, you had to restart that and then you had to run and hit the button for the garage. So it would shut or open either one. And then you had to do it again to make it shut. Um, and you had to be quick because there was like, if you just hit the button and then moseyed over, it would like time out or something. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It just wouldn't work if you weren't fast. <laughs> we lived like this, hitting the button, running, hitting the garage door button for weeks, maybe a couple of months because we believed it was going to be an expensive and or timely fix. Jake finally was like, okay, I'll go, you know, get the wires and I'll do it. Winter was coming and we didn't want to have to do all of that with the cold and whatever. So he was finally like, okay, I'll go to the store, I'll get the stuff and then I will tackle this. Here's the thing. We never looked at the outlet. We never looked at it. We hit the button, we ran, we hit the other button, did it all over again. He went to the store believing what he, you know he needed to do to fix this, getting that without looking at the outlet because it was going to be a timely project. And of course, you don't want to like start it if you don't have the time to actually complete it because you don't want to like lose screws and stuff, whatever. We did all of this without looking at the outlet. When he finally got around to it, you know, set aside the 
whatever amount of time. And he finally got around to it. He realized that the wires had just come loose. All he had to do was just tighten them back up again. This was literally like less than two minute job with unscrewing the outlet cover, tightening the wires back up and screwing the outlet cover back on. Problem solved. We did this whole charade thing. And then like, and now we had supplies from Lowe's or Home Depot or whatever that we didn't even need. Like he didn't even have to go to the store and buy it. Like we made this whole thing so complicated without even investigating what the problem was. Interesting, right? Very interesting because we believed it was going to be a timely project. It was going to do, it needed all this stuff and we didn't have time to deal with it. So instead we pushed the button, we ran, we hit the garage button. (laughs) We made it this whole complicated charade when it didn't have to be at all. Okay, here's the third story. (laughs) Very similar. Um, When we moved into this house, we have a little like garage door opener keypad on the side of the garage. And I was like, I've always wanted one of these. I like, we didn't have one on our first house. And it was such a pain because we went on walks. You know, we had the stroller and stuff because baby B was a baby. And, um, I just took the garage door opener out of the car and put it in the stroller so that I didn't have to deal with the stairs and the house door, blah, blah. I was like, I've always wanted one of these garage keypads. And my belief was that you had to get an electrician in to like wire it all together. And you're going to have to like all this pretty expensive, big job. My belief, right? My mom's husband is like, well, why didn't you just put one in then? I was like, because it's a big job. And he's like, no, it's not. It is really not. It's like a $20 thing that you put on the garage. I don't know how it works. Let's be honest. I have no idea how it works. And, but it, he was like, it's not a big deal. Like had, had we known we could have done it, we could have done it for you, but we didn't know. And I was like, well, I didn't say anything because I thought it was a big expensive job. So again, my belief without investigating any of it was that having a garage keypad was a big, a big thing that I didn't have time for, or I didn't have the money for. And so I'm not even going to look into it. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Now, like I said, these are three pretty benign stories. The limitations that my beliefs created are no big deal. Okay. We danced around the garage for a while because we believed it'd be a big project. Okay. I don't go outside without shoes (laughs) because I don't want warts on the bottom of my feet again. But there are other situations in my life and in yours in which you have these beliefs that are uninvestigated that are limiting the way that you live. They're limiting how you make decisions or how you even see things. They limit what is possible for you and how it's possible for you to live. 
So I want you to take this episode and maybe look for the benign things in your life. Look for, you know, those kind of silly situations and be like, I believe this. Is it true? Go investigate it. Do some research. Ask some questions and see if that's actually the truth. See if it's actually as hard as you think it's going to be. See if it's actually as expensive as you think it's going to be. Go look, go ask questions. And maybe it will be, maybe you're right, but maybe you're not. I mean, there have been projects that were like, oh, I'm not tackling that because that's going to be such a job. And then it turns out to be like way more of a job than we actually thought it was going to be. Sure, that happens too. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm not saying that everything that you believe has is actually simpler than you think. That's not how, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there are things that you believe that are actually limiting what is possible simply because you believe that without investigating it. Go do your research, go investigate, go ask questions and just see like what, why not ask the questions? So there you go. Take this episode into your own life. Go find those benign situations or go find those like really serious situations, um, those really life-changing situations and go just be curious. You don't have to do anything more than be curious and see where that leads you. Because curiosity is such a powerful thing because it's just that like, I wonder, is that something I could actually do? Is that something I could actually have be? Is that something? Is it? Go be curious because you don't know what's gonna come from that curiosity. And if you just decide that it's not possible, then you're gonna live as if it's not possible, whether or not you are right. Hmm? All right, <laughs> thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you, I love you, and I hope you have the best day. Until next time, bye for now. <laughs>